Hey, Jaguar fans. Welcome to the Jag Nation Radio Show here at the University Commons in South Alabama. My name is Preston Beatty, alongside Davis Bridges, Brennan Nicholson, and Sean McAllister. Thank you to Dr. Trace DeFurick and Mr. Joe Gasson for allowing us to use their studio today. In today's episode, we'll look back at the spring game as well as look at some other teams around the Sun Belt. But first, before we get into that, uh, Brennan Davis, Sean, uh, Sean, I know you weren't with us last night. Brennan Davis, uh, Brennan and Davis, excuse me. Um, what do we got? We did we did something fun last night. Went to the baseball game here at the uh, university. They're finally back above five hundred. Finally, yeah, yeah about for time. the first time since Let's opening go. weekend. Yeah, hey, good stuff. You and we got it. we got Georgia State, uh, Georgia State, right this weekend. Yep. Yeah. So it'll be fun to see them in town. Um, looking to win that series. I think it'll be the third. It'll be the fourth consecutive series. I think they win uh, straight, which is really nice. Uh, but anyways, as we like we like to say, we are a football show, and so we'll get into football right now. Actually. Um, so unfortunately, this past weekend, Davis wasn't able to be with us. He had to go out with his girlfriend, Boo. Um, Ooh, yeah. It was my birthday, y'all. <laughs> hey, happy birthday! That's right. I forgot about it. Um, Sean, I know they had you out there running around like crazy. I think I seen you twice. I got to talk to you twice at the spring game. Other than that, you were running around. Uh, the only person that didn't have to work besides me was Brennan. Brennan just looked like the average Joe Schmo out there on the field. But, hey, shout out to Brennan. He got to be out there. <laughs> Joe Schmo. <laughs> uh, so, Brennan, what did you see from the spring game? Who stood out to you uh, during, at the spring game? Well, first of all, I, I first of all, let's give a – let's a, get, it was a good turnout for a game that was at 10, 15 mm -hmm. in the morning. So Yeah, it was more people than I thought. I saw some pictures. I was, but I mean, wow. Yeah, I, was I think who, people who stood out. Um, you know, Devin Voisin is obviously he stood out the entire spring and he was able to get that number five jersey. So he he stood out as well. But um, he was one guy that stood out. So obviously all spring and and the spring game. And then the defense also had a great showing like they have all spring. So the defense was um, was I think was one big takeaway about how good was how good they did from the spring game. So I think the defense kind of like you said last or like we said last week, we knew the defense was going to be good. And it was like, you can't point out a single guy. It's pretty much the entire defense is stellar. Well, and to that, I kind of, you kind of, I'm, I want to say that you can point out a couple guys on the defense just for the spring game. Because like we said Not earlier, the spring game, yeah. yeah, starters were really limited. I mean, they were on limited snaps. We knew that Carter didn't even play. Um, Nor he did, was uh, Nord Webb. No, or, uh, no, they did not either. Um, so you know, a lot of the a lot of the backup guys got a chance to show what they had. And one backup guy that I know we talked about before the spring game, I didn't really get to see much of him until the spring game. That that really stood out to me was Blaine Myrick. Mm -hmm. It seemed like every play on the defensive side of the ball, he was involved in somehow, some way. Either he was getting the tackle, shedding a block to uh, set up a tackle. You know, he was always in the vicinity of the ball, which is something that I like to see. I know Brennan said he's a walk on, correct? And I mean, he he's a walk on. He's showing out. Ball hawk, and he's a guy that uh, you know. Obviously, we have we look at a team that's kind of depleted with injuries at the linebacker position. Keyshawn Brown and Quentin Wilfon have been out. Obviously, they should be good by the by the fall. But uh, you always need a guy like that, especially Eli Webb and Nick Curtis, two other walk ons. They're stepping up as well at the linebacker position. I know Eli Webb he got moved from tackle or the D line to to linebacker. So mm -hmm. guys like that, you always need guys like that. You know, as a walk on, you never know when your time's gonna gonna come up. And I think for those three guys, their time has come up this spring, and they were ready for it. So yeah, they, they shined out. I agree. Him and they showed up and shined. Showed up and shined. Webb and Myrick <laughs> on the defensive side looked really well together. They looked like they worked pretty cohesively back there, which is nice to see. Um, another thing that was really impressive was the quarterbacking. I mean, Gio Lopez when he had a live target to throw through, throw two, he looked incredible. 
Um, he knew how to escape the pocket. I mean, the pocket did collapse a couple of times. Um, he knows how to use his legs. He knows how to throw a pass. He knows how to hit the guy downfield. I mean, he looks great for a freshman quarterback coming in for his first uh, first year. And he's a guy that he's gotten a lot more experience than other incoming freshman quarterbacks will because he came in early mm-hmm. um, for, for for classes right. and rolled yeah, in the spring. Rolled, yeah. So he's, uh, he's a little bit younger than all of us in this room, so he should still be in high school right now graduating in these upcoming months, but instead he's on the campus of South Alabama and he's getting his reps in at quarterback and he's doing pretty well so far. He's doing so a great job. Yeah. Um, I did notice, though, so what's odd about Gio is that when they did when they brought up the QB skills competition, what I noticed is that he's not as good throwing to a non-live target. I don't know. Maybe it was just the the way the skills competition was set up. I think it was the way the skills competition but, was kind of set up. Yeah, I think he only got like a couple points out of it. But, I mean, I don't really care about that as long as he can hit the live target. Exactly. His, yeah. His results are going to show up on the field. I don't really think the accuracy competition and the QB <laughs> competition is going to depict how he does this season. We talked, but... we talked about that earlier, and it's like I don't care how he performs, you know, individually. If he could perform in the game like that, like he did, I'm all for it. Yeah, absolutely. Another guy that did well on the, you know, on the quarterback side was Desmond Trotter. Um, you know, he did enter the portal for a brief time early on in the season, and he came back and said, you know what, I'm going to finish it out here, which props to Respect. him. Respect. You know, we, we love that guy. He's a great backup quarterback to Carter Bradley. Um, he did pretty well. I mean, he did a lot better than I thought he would on with his legs. Mm-hmm. I'm not used to seeing him run. He didn't really do a whole lot of running last uh, last year when he got mm-hmm. in. Um, I think he, you know, obviously look at his start. He's the guy that has starting experience, and he was in the portal, like you said. Uh, I read a read an article. In an article, he said that you know this. He kind of talked it over with Coach and Coach Womack and uh, and and Major. And you know he just decided that South was home. He just couldn't leave. And I think he kind of cemented his backup spot. I mean, not like it was kind of in jeopardy at any point during spring spring camp, but um, or spring ball. But I, I think that he's uh, he's going to be a pretty solid backup in case Carter goes down. So once again, guy with starting experience, and he had a good he had a good spring. Um, you know, I think he's kind of he's. I, I would definitely say he's improved, and I, I think once again, I think he'll be a solid backup. Yeah, I'll be excited to see what he can do, especially if Carter does need a couple game, like a, one or two games, just as an off day, mm-hmm. you know, because you know last year he got a little, you know, word yeah. with the injuries at the end of the season, and Desmond came in and did his Against job like he was supposed Southern, to. Southern Miss, that was yeah. one example, had a good showing there. So that's, I mean, he's doing his job. He does what he's supposed to. Um, I did comment this down here. I'm looking down the script, and it says offense won the game, but defense looked the best. And I'm gonna I say that again: offense won the game, and defense looked the best. Now, to be granted, I or to be fair, excuse me, I don't really agree with the the way that they ran the the red and blue game or whatever. It was kind of a weird setup for me. I've never seen a red and blue game or a uh, a spring scrimmage setup like that where it's drills and then they go into maybe a 35 yard competition yeah. yeah it was it was less of a game and more of like just a, a scrimmage yeah yeah it's like it's not you know i watched penn state's spring game and it was completely different than what we did but i i, I like the format that we did um i don't think you can pinpoint like a winner of it it's yeah. more of just hey guys here's the spring let's go out and which i mean the offense something. it was kind of easier for the offense they only had 35 yards yeah. to go to the goal and i mean they got three points for a field goal and i think the defense and, held them twice on field and, goals. and they won like the ultimate deciding factor was the red zone lockout yeah the, the red zone there. lockout i will say that's been kind of the, the the ultimate thing for each scrimmage you know kind of just you know for the offense they've been doing fairly good in those in those red zone lockouts is what i've been hearing in the defense They've kind of said they've been struggling. I mean, I think a few of the guys even said that they were struggling a bit. I know in the AL.com articles from Craig Stevenson, I think 
a few, in a few of those, the defense had said that they'd struggled. And so, and I guess, obviously, you know, in this past, in this past spring game, it, it kind of proved the game, but I think it, it's something that that's very important. You'll see a lot of the situations during the season. And I think it's very important to have those and stuff like the spring game, I think, you know, so I think it's, um, it's great that they did that and in each of their scrimmages and in the spring game. So the red zone lockout, um, I do agree that the offense did win, or the offense did win, did, did do good in the red zone lockouts, but the defense could do a bit, a bit better. Yeah, I agree. Um, I did notice that the offensive line, I know, I know last episode we were like, okay, well, these guys still have something to prove. And in the spring game, kind of backed it up some of them were getting a little beat there on the defensive line now granted I don't know I don't think most of the starters were playing so it might have been a couple backups in there mm-hmm. but um they look like they have some work to do and I'm sure they'll get it done because they did it last year and uh, I'm sure that they'll get it done this year but if if uh, if they can play like they did last year I think they'll be one of the best group of five offensive line in the country or yeah, in the group I, of five you know I'm not worried about the offensive line I think that um you know if you go back and look at any articles from this time last year uh, it was kind of the same same story, um, but you know I feel like once we're in like an actual like game time game ready us versus an opponent kind of situation, yes. I think we're going to be fine. And you know the other thing, you know, it could just be that our D line is just that good. It could be exactly. And we we saw that last year. I mean, we had a great D line, but also the whole the whole story last off season was oh, our offensive line is going to struggle. And yeah, you know the first and second game they didn't do great. And then all of a sudden they started absolutely killing it on the field. So I mean, I think I think Sean's right. I think once they get in a game time situation, it's it's kind of a mindset, and they just lock in. And let's not forget that this was a um, this was an O line unit that got nominated for uh, I don't remember what the award was called. Oh yeah, that's top right. Top twenty yeah. O lines in the nation. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So and we're it's everybody from that O line minus James Jackson, I believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. I'm not worried. Yeah, the the interior line looked great. The center looked great. It was the the tackles that kind of, and it might have just been the the rushing edge. I don't know, but the tackles kind of looked like they got beat a couple times. But then there were other times where they just completely blocked their man and they got a touchdown out of it. That what was it? That sixty something yard run. I don't mm-hmm. remember who it was by, but John or was it Brian Hill or John it was Brian Brian Hill? Yeah, yeah, by Brian he Hill. I mean, he just hit the edge and he was gone, and the tackle was maintaining his guy all the way to the house. I will say, um, so JC, Jonathan Carter, he's been putting on a good showing mm-hmm. during fall. But I mean, all the walk-ons really have been putting on such great effort, uh, and it just kind of shows. I, we touched on this a little bit last week. The running back room is so loaded. Shouldn't have any worry in the world about how deep our running back room is. Brian Hill, obviously our leading rusher back in 2021, way different team than it is now, obviously, but he was the leading rusher, and that kind of speaks something to his experience. And those guys both have good had good spring games. I believe they – Rush for a couple yards, um, but you know it, it's good to see them step up in times of a need when Bam and with Damian Arno. We also got our first look at Kentrell Bullock in a uh, Jaguar jersey. I thought he did really well. Um, I didn't really get to see him be super explosive. I think I got there right after he was kind of getting his reps finished. And I think that's kind of because of the format they had. And then it was, yeah. once again, it was kind of like the scrimmage. Everyone's getting reps. It's split up in the first and second team and all that. So. Uh, not the best way to get looks at the whole offense and defense overall, which is probably the reason yeah. why they do it because they don't want. But that just kind of gives you more excitement for the for the season uh, that that starts up soon in September against Tulane. So it'll be interesting to see what control and battles what they though. offer for each guy. Um, speaking of you know new guys, we surprisingly don't have anyone in the portal. The portal yep. just reopened. 
There's no one from South Alabama in the portal. I think there's I don't know of anybody that's coming here already announced. There's there's still time. Uh, this portal window does not quote close until the thirtieth. April thirtieth. Yeah, so there is still time. It wouldn't however, surprise me if someone from here jumps into the portal just because well, how loaded we are. And plus, it, we have a few scholarships to get. I mean, not, well, not scholarships to get, but I mean, walk-ons and all that, and a lot of walk-ons coming in, a lot of new guys coming in. Um, and we got to remember the high schoolers that are still coming in. So, yeah. You know, it wouldn't surprise me if a couple guys jumped yeah, into the portal at the end of this. But then again, it also wouldn't surprise me if they don't. I mean, I've heard great things uh, from their program, from inside the program, and it makes it seem like it's one big family. Um, I mean, well, we, we touched on this last week, the team chemistry here. Yeah. You know, it's – for starters, you know, it speaks volumes that we didn't have many players leave after this last portal cycle. Uh, you know, because we had so many players just be, turn into absolute stars. And realistically, had they jumped into the portal – there's a realistic chance that they could have gotten those P5 offers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, they, they chose to, you know, they, this is their home. And that's they what stuck they around. Decided. And, you know, I think we talked about that last show. That's a little bit of a part of, you know, I'm big on loyalty and, like, sticking with sticking mm -hmm. with who you're playing for. And that's, you know, I'm not going to disclose my opinions on a transfer portal because I could go all day. But I think that's in part of Jalen Wayne. Jalen Wayne being here for, you know, since 20, what was it 2017? Well, and yeah. not only Jalen Wayne, but Kane Womack and this, Kane, well, exactly. the, the family that he's built here. Yeah. At it the sticks university. around. I mean, he, you know, he's sticking around. Jalen Wayne stuck around. I think the guys, you know, in the locker room see that and they hear those things. And they're like, well, why would I leave? I mean, what's built something, you know, what's built something great here. What's built a history. Speaking of Kane Womack, Brennan, did you see that man was in a suit? At yeah, the spring game, how was, was he not dying of heat stroke? Because it was you, hot. He you wore saw, a suit. You saw me. Yeah, you were sweating. I was, and you were in shorts and a t-shirt. I, I had, I drank, I think five or six bottles of water <laughs> in that short time I was out there, and then I look over and Coach Womack is in a full-blown suit, suit tie, everything, like sweating through it, like like uh, what's what the he used to do, like a basketball coach in a suit. <laughs> Oh my gosh, man! I don't remember I, his name. Yeah, I really, I mean, Calip John Calipari used to wear a suit. Calipari, yeah. Bob Listen, Knight. All the power to Bob him, Knight, yeah. but how? Like I how? don't know. He he just got something. It's something about him. He's used to it, probably. Used Summer to, ball. Props to him, man. man. Props to him. Yeah. I don't think I could wear. A suit. I wonder if he practiced that at spring, Sean. Okay. Did you see him in a suit at practice? <laughs> no, he, not there. Not during the practices. I will say, if I was out in a suit, um, I w about probably an hour in, I'd be. I'd have an IV in my arm. Yeah, stroke, yeah, probably. You know, if K if Coach Womack, if you're listening to this, I would love to see you in the uh, the Jaguar print suit. I've seen those a, ca yes. a couple times. For I think real. that would be fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're listening to this, you know, go ahead and go find you one of those. Joe Bonner will. Uh, let's see you at game day wearing that. I think that fits uh, Coach Patoon more. Coach Patoon more? Yeah. Hmm. That might be. Well, if any of them are listening, maybe they all get, all, all the coaches all get them. the matching suits yeah, for game day. Let's just get the entire. Imagine. Yeah, the <laughs> that would be awesome. Jag suits, the Jag suits, I, I that'd like be clean. Boy, that would be fire. Anybody yeah. else got any more comments from the spring game before we jump into so, uh, our next go around, Sean? Um, I think we, you know, you touched on this briefly. Uh, I want to give a big shout out to uh, Devin Voison. Yeah, uh, yes. earning the honorary number five jersey for um, oh yeah for the game against Tulane. For those that I would assume that most people know, but um, the number five jersey is for a player who was tragically killed in a car accident, um, I believe, in 2012. Yeah, 2010. Say, 2010. 2010. 2010. And so the number five jersey is given to a senior who basically demonstrates hard work and dedication 
I don't yes. think I don't think it's a I think it's any player. I think it's team. any player. It's kind of defined as like seniors, but I think it's any player. It's okay. supposed to be it's, yeah. Yeah, it's supposed to be seniors, but yeah. but no, it's it's given to, you know, kind of like the guy who represents the university. And um, you know, huge congratulations to Devin for that. That I know that, that was a huge deal for him. Yeah, yeah so. 100%. that's a big honor. I know guys last year like Jamie Sher- Sharif and all them. You know, they got to wear it. I know Jalen Wayne wore it. Jack Brooks got it. Jack Brooks, Brooks got it, yeah. Carter, <laughs> Trey. Trey um, Keith Gallman was the first one to get it last year. Yeah, and I, I think they said that J- uh, Jada will be wearing it against Tulane when uh, yeah, we play them game. September second. Yep. Um, so props to him. I mean, it's a great honor. It's a great thing to be uh, a part of that. Is that it? Is are we done with the spring game? I, I think there, so. There wasn't you a know, whole lot considering to I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into the heavy stuff. Um, Dave, Sean are going to le- lead us out from here. Uh, would you guys? I think we're going to start with the portal talk. Um, yeah, we have. So we have this, a lot. this is what we're going to do. We're going to go around each school in the Sun Belt, and we're going to oh. talk about who's jumped into the portal, who's out, um, what their schedules look like. We'll um, maybe I think Sean mentioned about possibly trying to guess at who's going to win the championship this year and uh, their, uh, their final records. Yeah, I was saying for every conference if we got the time. Oh, no, we're not doing but... all that, but, you know. Um, and then just maybe we might mention the college football FPI and its inaccuracies at the end of that if we have time. But, Sean, Davis, take us away. Let's hit the portal. Sean, I just want to mention real quick, we have a lot of guys in the portal. So we um, have a whole lot of guys yeah. in the portal. I'm kind of – so my information is based off of 24-7, and I'm going off of the, like, this, since this portal window yes, uh, yeah, yeah. opened. So uh, I guess let's go ahead and start. Do we want to start with App State? Yeah, we'll go ahead with App State. All right, so App State, in this current portal window, uh, they've had offensive line Troy Everett and offensive tackle Colston Powers. Enter. Um, Colston Powers last year actually in the Troy game. Did quite a lot of work for App State. He came mm-hmm. in in the third quarter, in the fourth quarter, and actually did some, made a solid block and allowed App State to make one of those uh, thirty-yard down, thirty-yard throws down the line, and mm-hmm. actually got them into the end zone later on in that fourth quarter. Okay. Um. So it was interesting to see him enter, especially with him playing so a big gonna, role in, in a couple that's games. That's going to be a tough loss for them. Um. I don't know much about uh, Troy Everett. I don't think he got a lot of but playing time. I, yeah. He was more of a role player and actually didn't really play a big role. That that's <laughs> I know I know I have a general knowledge of the Sun Belt, which is why I mentioned Powers, but Everett I'm not sure. Yeah, he might have I probably should have checked what uh what year he's in, but I, he I, played I, in, I couldn't tell you. Played in 10 of the 12 games. He played okay, in 10 ever did. Okay, wow, okay. okay. Yeah. So two not great O-line losses for App State Bear. That's a big but, loss right there. Yeah, yeah they, haven't, never, they haven't committed anywhere, have they? No, because they're still they in the just portal. Entered, yeah. And I, I just want to clarify this: just because they're in the portal does not mean they cannot go back to the school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they true. could always true, end true, up true. going back. It's generally they're not going to go back. Yeah, though. generally, but that doesn't always happen. There's, there's always a chance. We that seen they, with Desmond Trotter. I mean, Grayson Grayson McCall did it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They just, sometimes they just like to test the water, see what's out there. Well, Grayson, Grayson wasn't, was Grayson wasn't by yeah. choice. Yeah, he had great issues. Coastal issues, but anyways. Anyone else from the portal from there? Is that uh no, those are the only two that I've got. Um so let's let's look at their schedule then. So the first uh first week week one, they have Gardner Webb at home uh on September 2nd, and then after that, 
They get UNC, East Carolina, and Wyoming to round out their non-conference. So a pretty solid non-conference. They got the typical yeah. UNC and East Carolina games in there. Um, and then once conference play starts, they're going to play uh, from the Western Division. They're going to play UL Monroe um, and Southern Miss this year. Um, UL Monroe, probably not that great. Southern Miss, wild card right now. Um, we don't know what's going to go on with them. And then after UL Monroe, they're going to face Coastal Carolina, Old Dominion, and then they get Southern Miss at home. Uh, following them, they have Marshall, which always a great game up there, Georgia State, James Madison, and they finish the year at home against Georgia Southern. I think they'll win. Let's see. I give five. them six, six to seven wins. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at. That's that's fair. That's a bit of a brutal non-conference schedule. Did yes. you, are they playing Wyoming they at always, home? They're playing Wyoming a, they on the road. A one. That's a that's a loss. Wyoming um, on the road. Yeah, Wyoming's a tough place to play. So, I mean, Missouri lost there in 2019. Yeah. So it's that's that's a tough schedule. Um, they lucked out in their West opponents. It was ULM and who else? Southern Miss. Yeah, that's fortunate for them. Um, well, we don't know about Southern Miss yet. Yeah, yeah, but we'll we'll have to see. App State's always kind of a wild card. They could be the best team. Yeah, exactly. And they could be the worst Literally, team. that's so true. You know, this past year, I mean, we thought that they were going to be great, and then they and just they kinda, fell off the map. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they they went out, played really well against North Carolina, uh, only lost by two, I believe. I yeah, think it was sixty three to sixty one. And then they beat Texas A&M, but a lot of teams did. So it's kind of <laughs> – at the time, it looked, kinda wears it looked off. really cool. But, I mean, this is a – At the at, end of the year, the it was like, yeah, okay. Wild, yeah, yeah, well, that's exactly. a Texas A&M team that scored 20 against UMass. Well, and so. a reminder to you that – a reminder to you guys that App State didn't make a bowl game last year. They Yeah, they finished 6-6, six and six, but they played two FCS schools. Yeah, so they didn't make it. They were bowl ineligible. So, and Georgia's – now, I will say, you said that Georgia Southern game's at home, right? Yeah. I'm good. App State's going to want revenge. Because well, they may not. They're going to want revenge for that game. But they may not put themselves in the same situation that they were in last year. Well, even then, yeah, they're probably. going to want revenge because Georgia Southern beat them in overtime to become bowl eligible, knocking App State out of bowl eligibility. Yeah. All right. Well, that knocks App State off the list. Uh, who's next? Let's do Old Dominion. Yeah, Old D and Old Dominion's had a very yeah. bad off season. I just um, want to. Just want to throw that out there. I mean, shoot, what was the record last year? Example like Watson. We'll I mean, we'll get to that, but the guys in the por- who have entered the portal in this cycle, yeah, are offensive lineman Austin Moser. I don't know how. I'm not sure how to pronounce that. Edge, uh, Devion Harris. Uh, he's already committed to Colorado. Um, it's a Deion Sanders boy right there. Yeah. So I'm not sure how what his stats were looking like. However, if he's already committed to Colorado, you got to imagine that he was pretty good. Um, offensive lineman Ryan Nolan, wide receiver Peter Kikwata, yeah. Offensive lineman Karen McNair. And this wow. is the big one. Quarterback Hayden Wolf. That was their starting quarterback for mm-hmm. every game. He was pretty good last year too. Wasn't he, he? he was bad. solid. He yeah. he was not he anything bad. fantastic, but you know they had three offensive weapons, guys. They had Hayden Wolf, they had Allie Jennings, and they had Blake Watson. And that oh. was just this portal. Who wasn't there? One of their running backs or receivers went to Memphis, Blake didn't he? Blake Watson. Blake yeah. Watson. You know that, who yeah. went to Virginia Tech? Allie, Allie Jennings. Jennings. And that was last. I think that was the last portal. So they've and, double dipped. Well, so but here's the thing. I mean, those three names that I just listed out: Hayden Wolf, Allie Jennings, Blake Watson. That was their offense. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah. That, that and Zach Koontz, and he's off to the draft. 
it, which is troubling yeah. because Old Dominion last year only went three and nine, two and six in conference. And they're looking worse this year. Yeah, uh, it's unfortunate, but you know. And and I'll tell you, this is such a random stat, and I don't know why I want to bring it up. But Ollie Jennings going from Old Dominion Virginia Tech brought his NIL value from zero to one hundred eighty-two thousand. Wow. Well, let's Checks look at out. let's look at Old Dominion's schedule. Wait, Virginia Tech has NIL money. Oh, of course they do. No They're way. A P5 school. All right, wow. well, let, let's look at their <laughs> Man, schedule maybe we'll here. Get four wins this year. Speaking <laughs> of Virginia Tech, Old Dominion opens up at Virginia Tech oh, yeah, on September second before. Uh, Traveling home to play Louisiana and Wake Forest. Uh, they're not winning that one. No. Almost guarantee you they're, they're not winning that one. But all three of those. <laughs> they then get to play Texas A&M Commerce. Um, should be a win. Maybe should not. They're a pretty good program. Old Dominion uh, then goes on the road to face Marshall Southern Miss and Southern Miss, excuse me, before coming back home to play App State uh, for a one-game homestand and then re-traveling out to play James Madison um, the very next week. Uh, after that, they have Coastal. Liberty, Georgia Southern, and Old Dominion, or excuse me, Georgia State, sorry, uh, to round out their uh, season. So definitely not a very easy end of season schedule. Not a very, easy not a very schedule easy schedule overall. I mean, this that's rough. Originally, I was, I mean, this is a one win team. I mean, this is Texas uh, A&M Commerce. I don't even know. Texas I mean, A&M Commerce is good. They're not they're, bad at all. But yeah, they were in a championship against West Florida a couple of years ago. Yeah, they are not yeah. bad. That was Minnesota State. No, no, this not a couple of years ago. A few years back. Yeah, are you talking about the like, national championship? Yeah, but I mean, this was this was a few years back uh, before I even left. I you know, this would be the kind of game for Virginia Tech to lose. However, it Didn't is they lose being it last at year? Lane. Didn't they lose um, it last year? They did lose it last year. However, Virginia Tech has never won at SS Ballard. Uh, in the same week that Go they're Hokies. playing now? Uh, no, because they're playing this game in Blaine Stadium. Uh, so that's Virginia Tech's probably going to get like a five-point win. Um, but, I mean, looking at this. <laughs> I don't I see mean, them beating Louisiana. I don't see them nah, beating Wake Forest. No way they beat Wake. I don't see them beating Marshall. They might beat Southern Miss because Southern Miss is a wild card. I don't see them beating App State. Nope. James Madison, maybe, but I doubt it. I see no. a 2-10. and ten. J- Coastal, absolutely not. Liberty, no. Georgia Southern, maybe. Don't know what they're bringing without Kyle Ventries. Georgia State, no. Um, thanks to their quarterback. Darren so, Granger. Uh, yeah. I see two and ten, fellas. I do. I, see I think I see, worst I is think that's three. Ceiling, I think, yeah. yeah they, I think their, their floor is 0 and 12. Oh, do you monarchs on Twitter? Please don't come at us. You know, I know. Just, shout, out just to the, shout out facts. to the monarchists. Um, you know, we. <laughs> Here's the thing. I like a competitive Sun Belt. I hope they prove us wrong. Yeah, I do yeah, too. I yeah, absolutely same. hope so they I. prove us yep, small, wrong, especially since they play teams like Liberty. I would love to see them beat Liberty. Yeah. Uh, do I think it's going to happen? No. 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 Uh, especially but, not on the road. Yeah. Uh, this is – it's not that tough of a schedule. It's not it's the just, easiest. Not for their situation. For their situation for, for their that they're situation, in now. This can, is, you know – I can see three or four wins. Really? Why are we, why are we playing three or Wake four? Hold on, hold on. What's what's hold on? Let's go to Brennan here. Three or four wins. Who do you see him beating? Virginia Tech, A and M Commerce, and Georgia State. Sean did not like that answer. You know, you really see them beating Georgia State? I think I so. do. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. I think, I think Georgia State. I don't think they beat them last year, did they? Uh, they no, they did not. Well, no. but they only the only teams that they beat were um, Virginia Tech, Coastal <laughs> Carolina. So power five win and a, a very um, good win, a high G five uh, win. Yeah, <laughs> and then who else did they? Who else, who else did they beat? Was it Georgia State? It might have been. I don't think it was. Maybe they did beat Georgia State. Um, okay. it was Georgia State. 
because Georgia State was let's see, I can't remember. All right. Well, anyways, two. What? So we're saying two and six, probably most likely. Monarchist. Arkansas State. Arkansas. Oh, Arkansas not State. a surprise. So yeah. No. Monarchist. Um, please don't come at us. We love y'all. You guys are another Twitter group just like us. So you know, we hope the best for your team. We don't have to play all this year, so we're not rivals or anything. So good luck. You guys are gonna need it. Um, Sean, who's next? Um, Davis, who do you want to go? You just said Arkansas State. We all know how bad. Let's they keep are. it let's in the, keep let, it on the let's east. Keep it on the yeah. east. Oh, let's keep it on the we'll east. Oh, my bad, my bad, my Pick bad. Pick an my east. Bad. Coastal. Shoot, I was, okay, that works with me. All right, so Coastal. Um, so they in the current portal window or window. Uh, you know, obviously, first thing I want to say, Grayson McCall is back, so that's good for them. Uh, however, uh, Kylan Miller. Zamarian Harrell, Josiah Robinson, Dontrell Jackson, and Corey Warren are gone. Um, or well, they're in the portal. And I forgot to mention the positions. They Island is a safety. Z, um, excuse me. Zamarian is a linebacker. Uh, Josiah is a linebacker. Dontrell is a quarterback, and Corey is a defensive lineman. So you know you got five guys, four of them on defense. This is an already not great coastal Carolina defense. I agree. Um, you know, didn't they just got a brand new head coach? We uh, all know yes, Tim Beck. We all know what happens when you get a brand new head coach. Um, normally the first year doesn't go great. Yeah, and Tim People Beck are... was the offensive coordinator at NC State. Yeah. Who, if I'm not mistaken, put up twenty points only against Boston College. And didn't the ex head coach of Coastal Carolina go to Liberty? He did. Mm-hmm. Jamie Chadwell. <laughs> Speaking of throwback to Liberty. You shout know. out to um shout out to Liberty who on their schedule will not play a power five team until twenty twenty seven. Wow, how'd they work that out? Liberty. <laughs> how, wait, what? <laughs> All right, so I know you just mentioned the portal. Um they didn't sound like they lost a whole lot of guys. They again they lost well, defense would be a with wrap. Grace yeah. McCall. Oh my gosh, that would be they'd blow out UCLA. Mm-hmm. But their defense, I mean, this is going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, I, you know, UCLA. There's some questions there. They did lose a lot of their guys, and you know, personally, I haven't sat down and looked at what all's happened to UCLA over this offseason. All I know is they don't have Thompson Robinson. They don't have Charbonnet. However, you know, anything can happen. Uh, I don't see Coastal winning this game, though. I just, I, I agree. I don't think Coastal wins UCLA. I think that. They go nine and three, or eight and four at nine the and worst. Three beating UCLA. Mm-mm. I don't see that. I can't <laughs> agree. Not with it. Beating UCLA. I mean, overall you know, though, outside of UCLA, they got a pretty easy schedule. Here, here's my bold take. I think Texas State's going to beat them. Yeah, that's I not think, a bold take. That that's just bad. Well, yeah, that's. <laughs> well, we'll get to Texas State in a minute. Yeah, but I mean, in terms of, I, I I see eight and four with losses to Texas State, Marshall, App State, and UCLA. Yeah, that's fair. I agree. And, you know, you could even see, you know, they're playing Georgia Southern at, in Statesboro. You know, we've, that's, that's, yeah, that's, a Kyle, that's a Kyle Van Treesless yeah, Georgia but Southern. But they did bring in a good quarterback. I don't remember what his name is, but from everything I've seen, whoever they brought in has been looking really good. All right. Well, well let's drop Coastal Carolina. Let's go straight into Georgia Southern. All right. Well, they uh, – so Georgia Southern only has two people, two guys in the portal right now, uh, but – Unfortunate for them, they were both starters on their defense. Uh, safety Anthony Wilson yep. and cornerback Tyler Bride, who had 28 tackles and two interceptions. Wilson's, um, Wilson's at um, 
I think he's deciding between, I think, Charlotte and West Virginia. Interesting. Yeah, he could end up at West Virginia. I, mm-hmm. That'd be cool to see. But um, Why leave Georgia a, Southern to go to Charlotte? Fifth. Fifth Pogey. Yeah. Okay, maybe. Charlotte's also had a lot of guys, like, come in. I mean, didn't they yeah, just join a group of five football for like, yeah, for Charlotte, now? like an insane amount of players have transferred to Charlotte. Yeah. Huh. Charlotte is just, is all of a sudden just building like an empire. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. We, we were talking about that. A like, couple, like, what was that? A couple of months ago. I mean, right over like, why is Charlotte? What, what is happening? What is yeah, going on? But the two teams that have had like a really weird off season in, in the sense that it's been really good. Uh, Charlotte and UMass. Of all yeah, teams. UMass. <laughs> UMass has had a, they've gotten like, what was it like 20 guys in the yeah world? 20 20, 20 like, 22 wow. guys they, i think all right let's like, bring it back to georgia did. southern yeah, okay so we distracted. were having a i know i know but we got, we got to keep it moving here so what's their schedule looking like so yeah we'll start it out they got the citadel at home to start it off Dub. um followed by uab wisconsin Dub. and ball state Dub. um that's their entirety of their non-conference then they get uh coast of carolina at home james madison on the road ul monroe at home uh Georgia State, that's L. a classic matchup. Uh, then they have to go to Texas State, Marshall, and App State, uh, and then they get to face Old Dominion for one final home game on November eight. Six and six. I give them better than that. I'll give them seven and five because I think seven and I five. Think, I think, I yeah, I'll give them. Yeah, seven looking and five. at this, seven and five seems pretty fair with losses to App State, Marshall, Texas State. Wisconsin. Uh, no, James they're going to find a way to beat Wisconsin. Out of all teams on this schedule, they they'll find not, a way to beat Wisconsin. Uh, I'm not sure no. About that. <laughs> no, I don't know. That's a negative. You forgot right. who their new head coach is. You know, I would not rule out yes, did. six and six with a loss to UAB either. Um, UAB, UAB is that that's fair. fair. That's fair. they did bring in a kind of weird head coach in the sense where it's a guy straight from high school. Yeah, but that's UAB, even better though because we don't know anything about him. Yeah, he yeah. could be like the next Bear Bryant for all we know. <laughs> Start up at powerhouse down there, uh, down at, up in Birmingham. Birmingham. Yeah, it's a I think that this places. is a very it's a manageable schedule for Georgia yeah. Southern. I yeah. think yeah. at the bottom line they need to be bowl eligible. I think that's I, the I, I think they will it. be. I, I, it'd be pretty insane if they. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't really think eligible. their expectations this year for so this season are super high, nor are they super low. So I would actually disagree because a lot of people are putting a lot of faith into Clay and Clay Hilton. Clay Hilton. Mm, that's true. Um, mm. So it's just going to be a matter of how good is that quarterback that they brought in to replace Van Therese. If he's better than Van Therese, this is going to be a good team. If he's a step back from Van Therese, you know, you're looking at five and seven, six and six. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's, yep. that's fair. Yeah. Agreed. Fully agree with that. All right. So that's Georgia Southern off the board. Who are we going to hit next? Georgia State or James Georgia Madison? State. Georgia State. Georgia State. We'll go right across the. Uh, so there. keeping it in state here. Uh, they only, again, only two guys in the portal right now. Uh, defensive lineman Jeffrey Clark and offensive lineman Luis Cristobal. I feel like I've heard Cristobal's name I have somewhere. Yeah. I feel like he was yep. a starting O lineman for them. Um, but nonetheless, you know, only two guys can't, you know, you'd prefer to have none, but it's not Old Dominion. According to on three, it looks like um, he might, Cristobal might end up going to Troy. And or looks like Jackson never Jackson believe, Jackson Jackson never believe that. Yeah, I would not believe never believe I got you. Predi- yeah, I just noticed that. I was like, oh, Projection. it tells me. Well, it tells me there. <laughs> looking at their schedule, I when for, at first glance, I was like, okay, this don't look that bad. And then I kind of got in depth to it. And I'm like, okay, well, this could be rough. They start out the season with Rhode Island at home uh, and Connecticut. Both of those should be pretty, uh, pretty good team or pretty 
it's pretty decent games. And then they get the uh, the brand new Empire in Charlotte uh, at Charlotte before uh, going down to Coastal. They then get to play Troy at home as well as Marshall before traveling to Louisiana. Um, they have to travel to Georgia Southern. They get James Madison at home as well as App State before getting SEC powerhouse LSU uh, on the road in uh, in uh, Death Valley, and then finishing out the season against Old Dominion. This is a tough schedule. I yeah, mean, yeah, uh, it's tough. Even, yeah, it's so tough. Here, here's the thing: even with Darren Granger, this is that's two and ten. Yeah. No, nah, it's not two and ten. I don't know um, about two and ten. I'd say three and nine. I would give them four to nine. five wins. Well, uh, four to five wins. Well, because UConn's looking pretty good. Okay, UConn, I think they beat Rhode Island. I think they beat UConn. I think they beat Charlotte. Uh, they will not beat Charlotte. I yeah, think they beat Charlotte. I don't think, they're I don't beating, think they'll beat Charlotte. No. I don't think they're beating UConn or Charlotte. I don't Same. think. They're beating, if you don't remember last year, Georgia or Georgia State, every game they played and they were close in. Every single game they played, they yeah. were close to winning. Yeah. And this is also a worse Georgia Southern or Georgia but, State loss. But they roster. got. But they got the quarterback though. They do have Granger, however. Yeah, you got you can have quarterbacks a quarterback, change. You gotta games. have weapons. You, you I'm have sure. A, well, the portal's not closed yet. We don't know. Yeah, yeah they lost. They lost four guys that went to power. And five. plus, we don't know who they're bringing in. And they had a lot of graduates. We don't know who they're bringing in though. We don't know who they're bringing in, but at the same time, I mean, you know, UConn. They're looking. They're actually having a pretty yeah, solid offseason. UConn, yeah, UConn. People are liking Jim Mora. Charlotte's just insane. Um, I don't really don't think Charlotte's going to be all that. I don't think they're going to be like all that, but seven and five with a win over Georgia State. Um, Maybe we'll see. It's one of those toss-up games. They're not beating Coastal or not beating Troy. Absolutely not. They may be Definitely Marshall. Not beating Marshall. I think they keep it. Close I don't to think Troy. Marshall is good as y'all been saying I they think, are. I, I might be with Brennan on that. They might keep it. They might. There might be a lot of teams. We saw it last year. A lot of teams keep it close with Troy. I, I think, would say keep yeah. it close with Coastal. Uh, well, that's crazy. But if you have well, I mean, last yeah, year, every, a lot of teams kept it close with Coastal. Coastal that's because they didn't have a defense. But now that Darren Granger is just Darren Granger and he doesn't have any weapons like well, he did because he of, lost them all to Power Five. Outside of what we know from who they're yeah, bringing in, right now, as of right now. All right, let's move on from that. I mean, we, we can. I guess let's just meet in the middle, say three and nine. That's I mean, fair. Give me that's four wins. Insane. No, uh-uh, I, you can give me four. No, I can't. They're going to be Old Dominion. Yeah, they're probably going to be Old Dominion, but who you know. Give me four wins, and I'll give you a win on another one, on another school. They're, they're going to beat Old Dominion. They're going to beat Rhode Island. Who else are they going to beat? I say they beat UConn. They can uh, do it. Because you know Georgia State's going to pull one out of nowhere I'll and just give win. You, I'll give you I'll give you. I'll three. give you UConn. Give me, uh, give yeah. me the four. No, I won't give you four. I'll give you three with Rhode Island, UConn, Old Dominion. Settle. Settle. That's a valid. Take an auction I'll take it. What I'll take doing? it, and you're going to give me one later. Yeah, that's, uh, that's not how this works. Valid. All right, but so that's, that's not... Georgia State. Um, let's go to JMU. Yes. What do you JMU. know about them? How to pull up? All right, so JMU, their portal entries from this from this current window, none. Yep. So, you know, that's pretty that's pretty good for them. Yeah, they lost their uh, star quarterback in Todd Santeo. Yep, they did mm-hmm. lose Todd Santeo. Um, I don't remember who's you, Brennan. You know the replacement QB guy, right? I do not. Okay, because I th- I thought I saw his name. I've heard he's pretty good. I, I don't know. I don't remember his name, but I've heard he's um, pretty yeah. good. Um, I'm trying to remember his name. It was a it was a two of them, and they were both in competition Brett with each Griffiths other. Griffiths is coming in. Not him. I think Jordan McLeod. Jordan McLeod. That's yeah. Yeah. I think Griffiths. I think that that QB battle is interesting. Well, yeah, Griffiths came no, in a little bit last McLeod year. McLeod is a is a senior, and Griffiths is a. Freshman, I think I think, think, think McLeod's going to run away with them. The question <laughs> is: Is McLeod going to be 
what Santeo was. No, um, I don't know. I mean, it, he could be better. I don't think he's going to be as good, but I think he's going to be good. I'm interested to see Griffiths behind McLeod because Griffiths came in last year a couple times mm-hmm. and actually performed relatively decent. Okay, well, let's look at their schedule. They get Bucknell at home. Just cut me off there. Sorry, I'm trying to <laughs> move it on here. I know, I know we, we're running out of time. They got Bucknell at home uh, on September 2nd before going to Virginia um, and Troy. Wow. That'll be a rough match before playing L. their uh, third and – or yeah, their third. That's I don't get why they do that. Why the Sun Belt like, throws in random conference games in the first three weeks. I don't, <laughs> I don't understand. They have uh, Utah State on the road before coming – or before South Alabama, your Jaguars head up to uh, James Madison to play uh, the That's Dukes. That's a scary game. Yeah, it's going to be terrifying. Um and then they finally get to start East play against Georgia Southern, uh, Marshall, and Old Dominion before uh, they get to face. Following that, they get Georgia State, and then they finally play their fourth non-conference game against Connecticut. Um, and to round out the season, they get at home. They get to play App State, and then they have to go on the road for the final game of the year against Coastal Carolina. So, I mean, they're beating Bucknell. I yes, think we can absolutely. all agree on that. Virginia is a toss-up. Yeah. I think yeah. they have – Give me six wins. Oh, I give you I give you seven. I can, yeah, I can give you mm, six or seven. Seven? I mean, I give you seven. Well, I, I think that this is it's not going to be what they were last year. However, I still think that this is going to be a good team. Yeah. Do they beat South Alabama? Uh, that's they, we're going to give it a toss up. Can okay, so on paper we absolutely should be able to beat them. It's going to be a matter of can we travel to Harrisonburg and beat them? Yeah, which it's a home field advantage. There I think I think we can do it, but. I'm I have not to gonna, see it first. It's one of those games. The only reason I'm we nervous can't really is because we're not here. Yeah, we can't really comment because I'm not gonna comment. it's going to be biased. We should not probably comment on. It'll be games. biased. We can comment, but we can't. So I'm, I'm going to keep it real. I'm only nervous because we're not going to be at home. So yeah. we're going to say six to seven wins. Yeah, yeah I think six to seven is yeah, fair. That's valid. They'll be bowl I mean, eligible. All right. Uh, I believe that leaves. They able to make a bowl game this year. I believe mm-hmm. that leaves Marshall. Oh, yeah. I think Marshall's the last one from the East, so let's cover them real quick. I know a lot of people are big on them this season. I am not. I don't I, think they're going to be all that. I absolutely am. They, I am. So A lot of people were big on them last season, though. Yeah, mm. and remember, they won their last, like, five or six games. Yeah, yeah. but they didn't so really... They didn't do very well to start the season, but then they turned it back on, and they finished the season receiving votes in the AP. With ball. a first-year head coach. Yeah, but if they do that again... With a nearly entirely returning defense... The offense is pretty much staying the same. Well, who's at the, the portal? Who's at the portal for Marshall people. so far? Uh, two guys: cornerback EJ Jackson, who I don't believe had any playing time, and wide receiver EJ Horton, who I don't believe had any. Yeah, playing time. one's a senior, and the other one's a redshirt sophomore. Who's but a senior? Jackson. Jackson's a senior. Okay. Let's look uh, at their schedule then. Or, or did you have anything else? Go ahead. Okay. Sorry. Um, they get to play Albany at home. I've never Dumb. heard of Albany. Um, Albany, 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 yeah. Albany. Sorry, that's my accent York, coming man. through. Uh, then they get to go to play at East e- ECU, East, Car- East Carolina. That that's should be a be good game, huge environment. Then they get to play at home against Virginia's Virginia Tech Hokies. Um, hopefully, they can pull out a win there. They will. The Hokies yeah, they will they pull will. out a win there. No, the no, Hokies will no, not. No, I want I want Virginia home. Tech to win. I do. Trust me, I do too. But Virginia Tech, <laughs> it's mind over heart here. <laughs> 
This is yeah. going to be a one-score game, but Marshall's going to pull it off, especially since Virginia Tech's going to Marshall. And I think I think defense is a big play in the, in the Virginia Tech game. And then defense in Sunbelt fashion, they get the Week 3 conference game against uh, Old Dominion at home <laughs> before having to travel to North Carolina State uh, to take on – what are they called? It's, the it's Wolfpack. The Wolfpack. That's a good game, too. That should be a decent game. I know that, I know. last year I kept calling them frauds, but every week they proved me wrong. Yeah, I know. So. <laughs> Maybe they're not yeah. frauds, and then as oh. soon as I say that, they become frauds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they Before, lost the Boston uh, College. They were frauds. <laughs> starting uh, Sunbelt play, they get to play Georgia State. Uh, James Madison and Coastal Carolina before getting to round out the season against App State, Georgia Southern, South Alabama, and Arkansas State. So they're two Western opponents. One could be really good, and the other we know is terrible. This is a very interesting schedule. Because it's a toss-up. I would say it's a toss-up. I, I say that... Because we don't know what Marshall we're going to see. We don't. I mean, it's... You know, I'm still standing by my words saying they're going to win the East. I think that they're going to do that with a 10-2 and two record. Um, now Over Grayson McCall. The loss is going to be to. I mean... I feel like they lose you know, the Coastal on the road. I don't. I they're, Bro, their defense can... Their defense... I feel Marshall like App has, State wins I can at see them. I can see them winning against Coastal. Marshall is one of the best defenses in the Sun Belt. Are they going to go undefeated in the Sun Belt? Marshall? No. Yeah. No. They'd have to play. They'd have to beat us. One loss, maybe. I mean, they, if they, if since they're playing at home, I think their one loss will be South in the Sun Belt. That, I can see them losing to App State as well. Yeah. Mm, well, I they're going to App because they're on the now, road. If they're at App, yeah, especially if it's a morning game, App State for some reason is just ridiculous think, in the morning. I give them are, four I mean, losses. Oh, I give like, him. Uh, I give him four losses. I think nine and three. No, and two. three nine losses and at the worst. I'm, I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying ten and two with nine and three. losses to NC State, and then kind of a toss. up They're going to lose a Sun Belt game to either South or App. Yep, agreed, hundred um, percent. Okay, well yep. here's here's my thing. So three losses, and I'm not including the South Alabama game because that's biased. I think they lose to East Carolina on the road. I do not. That's a I tough environment. Right. They're a decent American football program. They are pretty good. It is, but that's Marshall's. That's Marshall's. That's their game. That's like, that the, is. Uh, yeah, that but they're is, coming off playing Albany. You know, and East Carolina know. also didn't have a great season last mm-hmm. year. And they're well. I think that they beat Marshall. I think that I know they're probably going to lose to NC State. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me if that's their upset game. Wait, do they have? Do they have Virginia Tech at home. Yes, they yeah. do. And then I think that they lose to App State as well. I mean, they're going to beat Virginia Tech. They're going to beat East Carolina. Probably going to lose to NC State. I, NC State's probably going to be okay next year. Probably like yeah, losing four. Devin Leary was a struggle. Yeah, they them, lost but... Devin Leary, but they lost Devin Leary in week four. Yeah, exactly. So it's like <laughs> that's true. You know, they they were on and then lost to Boston College. Yeah, they lost to Boston College yet beat Drake May. So NC State is <laughs> doesn't and, make any sense. You know, and they also started out down twenty-one to three against Virginia Tech and then beat Virginia Tech twenty-two to twenty-one. But I. That, that game made me sad. <laughs> Sean hates that um, game. All right. Yeah, the false start bowl. Well, let's – uh, let's... I'm, I'm calling 10-2. and two. Yeah, agreed. 10-2, 7-1 ten and, and, and some 10-2. You owe me a loss. No, I don't owe give me, you Give them nine wins. Give them nine wins. You no, can see it. No. You can see it. No. It's not outrageous to give them nine wins. NC State also beat them. It's not outrageous to give them ten wins either. I think it is. I you got one earlier. It's my turn it to get two one. It is 2-1 to one right now. It's you my turn to get one. I'm getting that. They got nine wins. Or hey, majority it. rules here. Brandon, nine, what do you say? Say you nine wins. You already. So for who? Marshall. Marshall. I'd say nine wins. Mark nine wins. Mark it down. All right. We're giving right, nine. Two to two. Two to two. Yeah. That's fair. Nine. All, All right. right. That rounds out the East. Let's go to everyone's favorite Western Conference Sun Belt. Um, 
let's start with Southern Miss. Sean, I know you love University Um, of Southern Miss. Oh, yeah, they are my all-time favorite team. I absolutely love them. S-M-T-T-T. I would really love for them to go 0-12 this year. Um, (laughs) I don't see that happening. Now, in terms of the players that they lost, they actually don't have any in the um, portal portal right now um, because because Will Hall loves to just play everybody, even if they're a janitor. (laughs) Um, They did lose Trey Lowe uh, earlier in the offseason, but, I mean – They've kind of replaced him. It's not – well, Billy Wiles? Okay. Um, Yeah, they – so they don't have a quarterback, but I mean the defense looks okay. You yeah, know, I agree. Cool. Let's look at their schedule. Um, week one they get Alcorn State at home before having to travel Hell. down to Florida State. <laughs> uh, they're probably going to not going to win that Florida State game. Um, no they have Tulane no at the house before nope. starting Hell. out Sun Belt play uh, with Arkansas, Hell. Texas State, Hell. Old Dominion, Hell. South Alabama, App State, UL Monroe. Um, Southern or Louisiana, excuse me, Mississippi State as a random, you know, SEC Week Eleven game, and then in uh, the final week they have Troy at home. So I mean, they've got a tough schedule. They don't got an easy schedule. They don't have the hardest schedule. I'll say this: they're going to lose quite a bit, a few games, but I guarantee they'll randomly beat Mississippi State for no reason. (laughs) That Uh, would, I think, so Southern Miss. That would be. Very on brand for them. They're yeah, going to go exactly. like five and seven exactly. with a win against Mississippi. Exactly. I think, I think Billy Wiles is going to do pretty good at Southern Miss. I will say that. I though. think Billy Wiles is going to be a quarterback of all quarterbacks. Uh, I really think he's going to just throw the ball and do stuff. Um, <laughs> he's going to do quarterback things. He's going to he's going to do like you know he's going to hey here's 150 passing yards, two touchdowns, two picks. Uh, let's go. He's not gonna. Um, he's not gonna necessarily win you games, but he's not necessarily gonna lose you I think games he's either. Have, he's not. He's not gonna be the reason that they lose. I don't think. Well, I, you know, at the same time, no starter experience. All right. But. Well, let's look at this. They're not losing to Alcorn State. I don't no, think. They're not. Um, no. they probably will lose to Florida State. Yes. They'll probably. Well, there's no problem. Well, okay. They will. We don't know about Tulane. They're gonna lose to Tulane. You think so? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. We'll mark it down then. The, well, they should yeah. beat Arkansas State. They should beat. Oh, uh, they're not gonna beat Texas State. Three and three. Um. ODU, four ODU three. should be a win. State, South no. Alabama should be a loss. Um, App State should probably be a loss as well. UM Monroe should be a win. Louisiana, probably a loss. I, I can see them maybe winning that. They might it's win at Louisiana, though. I can, uh, see, I can still see I, them winning. I still think they I have, have I have them at five and seven. Yeah, agreed. Will yeah, Hall versus Michael Desmoreau is going to be such a fun battle to see who sucks more. I can if, see five and seven. I'll give you that. If they beat Louisiana, if they lose seven, to Louisiana, they beat Mississippi State. Five and seven, but watch them. They're probably going to somehow pull it up. Pull off six and six. Yeah, they did the same thing last year. Now I will say, they'll they'll be bowl eligible. No, I, I wouldn't guarantee uh. it. What I honestly, what I could very very much see happening is them coming into the Troy game, Troy being like, you know, an eleven win team about to be perfect, and then all of a sudden, yeah. Southern Miss yeah. beats them. And gets bowl eligibility. Something, something, <laughs> something crazy here's, like that. Here's so, the thing: if it's Southern Miss, it's going to be stupid. That, <laughs> that's the thing. Six win season, I think they they win against Mississippi State. Seven win season, they win against us. Five win season, I think that's where they settle up. I agree. I th- yeah. yeah, five Agreed. and five and seven, but I seven and five is a dream season. God, it's them. it's Southern Miss that are gonna find a way to be bowl eligible, and then they're gonna beat some like five and seven team in the bowl <laughs> game because of academic progress rate. All right, well that wraps up Southern Miss. Uh, next team on I'm my a list fan of Southern Miss is Texas State. I know three of us have drank tea. One is left to go. 
Um, Sean, who's hit the portal for them? So, um, I think it's been more people coming to Texas State than it has been leaving. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I thought I wrote it down, God, but I can't schedule. see where I did. All right. Well, we don't have to so, necessarily hit their portal. Yeah. We all know what we've already discussed. So let's look at their schedule. State is pretty hard stellar, schedule. Man. They don't, yeah, they don't necessarily have the easiest schedule First in the three, world. Right off the bat, Baylor, UTSA, and Jackson State. What yeah. in the world is that? Baylor and UTSA both on the road. Uh, Jackson State comes to Texas State. Um, I think they lose both their opening games and they yeah. win the third one. I think they then have to go. Then they have Nevada at the house. Ah, they didn't win last year against Nevada. Wasn't well, it's, bro. It's two completely different <coughs> Texas State teams. Yeah, here. but it's Billy. It's he's his first year. CJ Khan's first Vernon, year. Brennan, Brennan, and I are on the same page. I here. think they start off zero and three. Then everyone's like, "What in the world's going on with them?" And then they go on a streak and finish. Like I one hundred percent agree. Not one hundred percent agree. Lost to Jackson State. Yeah, yes. I, I have a weird feeling yes. they're going to go zero and three. And then all of a sudden they're going to win like Nine. four and five in a row, and it's going to be like, what happened? Finish if like they, four, yeah, exactly. Yeah. If they start off zero and three, we should not doubt them whatsoever. Let's, I think they'll be just fine starting off zero and three. Let's let's agree with one and three. How about that? Because I I think that they can I think they can beat Jackson State, especially Deion Sanders. Okay, that's fair. Jackson State. Th that's fair. They I lose I can, to Nevada. I'll get yeah. Well, let's actually, lose, come on, win against no, Jackson because, State. Hey, here's the thing: GJ Kine beat Nevada with incarnate word last year that doesn't mean anything though this I mean, is a yeah, different is program a different with a different quarterback but a better team. Still, it's still a better team yeah but not necessarily we don't know what nevada is bringing i'm saying they lose to nevada used to baylor and lose to utsa i think they beat southern miss i think they keep it close with louisiana i can't necessarily put a t on that one yet i think they beat ulm I think they keep it close with Troy and lose, like just like last year. They were winning at one point. And they lost in the final minutes because it's uh, – oh, actually, okay, here's the thing, I'm taking guys. Texas State over Troy. Here's the thing. Forget about okay. it. None of us are from Texas except for Preston. So trying to argue against the Texas team here isn't going to work I have no well. stake in this program, though. You called Stephen F. Austin about a month ago very good. <laughs> they did win 98 so, – they did win 98 to like – wasn't it 98 to versus zero? Versus JV team. <laughs> hey, 98 to nothing is still something, all right? Okay, here's the thing. I could score a touchdown on Warner, okay? <laughs> and you see me. You right. saw me in, yeah. So what What are we saying? I think Six, seven wins? So I think I give them seven. Yeah. I, you know, they, they're such a wild card right now, but they could go anywhere from five and seven to nine. To and nine three. and three, yeah. Uh, this is, I mean, it's one of those things where we're, we're calling a one and three start. You know, I would not be surprised to see it three and one. Watch them start or, off four and zero. Oh. Like, I know. Watch them. Watch them beat Baylor. And, yeah, just go nuts. I'd be, I'd be, oh I'd be terrified. We have yeah. them for the last game of the year, and it's at their house. I'm terrified. Oh. Here's here's the thing. I have their losses factored in. That last game of the season for them is not a loss for them. That's that's how I put it. Um, but it's I mean, tough. I don't think. Troy's going to be a really tough one for them. I mean, that Troy secondary is pretty good. We know that this is going to be a tempo air raid. Yeah. And when oh, Troy yeah. played Western Kentucky, they held him to 28. Now, obviously, there's a lot of questions with Troy's defense, but, I mean, we'll see. Yeah, that's about it for Texas State. Um, I know this is Sean's favorite team right here outside of Southern Miss. You got the Red Wolves of Arkansas State next to cover. Um, as I Sean Butch Jones. gleefully smiles over there. I'm a, Let's run down their schedule first before we jump into the portal for them. Um, at first, their very first game of the year, they have to go to Norman, Oklahoma to face Oklahoma. 
And uh, then they get Memphis at the house as well as Stony Brook. Um, if they can't beat Stony Brook, then there is something seriously wrong. Um, then to open up Sunbelt play, they get Southern Miss at the house before traveling up to UMass for a home-and-home home situation they, game with them. Which they will lose. Yes. Didn't they beat you? I think UMass was one of the only teams they beat last yeah. They, they <laughs> beat the them by bowl. two? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah, they beat them by two. Awful. Okay, anyways, let's continue. And UMass is better this year. Let's continue. So uh, then they have to go to Troy, um, and then they get to bring Coastal Carolina to the house to introduce them to the family. Um <laughs> Before they take get to face, to dinner, yeah, take, take them out to L. dinner. Uh, before they get UL Monroe on the road, and then they get to have Louisiana at the house. I, they get to come here to South Alabama before, and they also get Texas State at home before rounding out the season at Marshall. I think this is maybe a one-win team. I think, you know, I and I gonna, think that one win comes against Stony Brook. I think that I was Louisiana. gonna, I was gonna, you know, you're here, crazy, hey, but hear, I, hear I see me, what you're arguing. Hear me out, okay? This is also the Sun Belt. All right. They uh, crazy stuff happens in this league. On paper, they should absolutely go zero and eight in conference play. With I mean, maybe one and seven with a win against ULM. But I mean, this is a team, or this is a league where Louisiana could lose to them. This is, I mean, a lot of stupid things happen in this. But I do want to point out something real quick. So homecoming games are supposed to be like easy wins, right? Right. So why is their homecoming game against Coastal? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they want to win that one. Uh, no, they, I, I think um, it's going to be quite ugly for them, actually. But... Who's left the portal for them? Uh, <laughs> Anyone? Did they have anybody? I don't know. They had four guys. Um, I see. I didn't even so know that. So one thing that they did do was they did land quarterback JT Shrout. That's nice. Which, yeah, you know, that was hey, good, good for them. You know, good for them. Led Colorado to one win. Awesome. Um, Kyle Kelly. Offensive tackles in the portal, cornerback Ahmed Robinson, and then wide receiver Omari Walker. I thought I'd heard Omari Walker's name before, but his season stats were two catches for 11 yards. Okay, maybe not. So, uh, yeah, not really too sure. It's Arkansas State. Let's be real. They don't really have Can a whole lot of three and nine ceiling. Yeah, three and nine ceiling. Yeah, Let's just say I that. agree. And All right. If they do that, they'll have a banner or something like that. <laughs> yeah, no, if they if they get to up. five and seven, they'll be like almost bowl eligible, twenty twenty three, five and seven. Oh, go Red Wolves! Thank goodness, I don't think that any of anybody from Arkansas listens to this podcast. Yeah, we kind of crap on them a lot. Next on the docket <laughs> is UL Monroe. Looking at their schedule, they also have also just as bad. Yeah, they have <laughs> Army leading off before they. Also get Lamar at the house before they get to travel down to Kyle Field in Texas, play Texas A&M, excuse me. Uh, and App State comes to town for UL Monroe on September 30th before South Alabama follows in the week after um, on October 7th. Following that, UL Monroe hits the road to play Texas State, Georgia Southern, and Georgia Southern, excuse me, back-to-back -back before they get to have Arkansas State at home. And then they get to travel to Southern Miss. Uh, following that, they get Troy at the house before traveling, traveling down to the SIP and playing Lane Kiffin's wow. Old Miss. And they round up the season away against their in-state rival in Louisiana. It's they a have very, a tough schedule. Very tough schedule. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say, in the portal, they I think I think is Quay Drake in the portal. He's a guy last year that did a lot, did a decent amount for them. I think I mean, we even mentioned him on a, on our show against so ULM last I year. I don't have him listed. But if he is, that would be something. I'm surprised. Um, what's that wide receiver's Tyrone Howell. Yeah. On I'm, three is trustable for this, right? Because on yeah. three has him committed yeah. to Jacksonville State. Okay. Well, that was probably from earlier. No. Right? Uh, 
committed for 1823. When did he enter? That uh, was yesterday. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't yeah, because well, I, I, from the people that I have on this. You might be right. Like, yeah, might yeah be I, right. I have it starting at four, at April 15th. Okay. But okay. anyways, um, you know, here's the thing about ULM. On, on, on paper, that schedule was absolutely a three and nine schedule. Yes. <laughs> maybe, maybe two and 10. However, this is also ULM. Every single year, if they do something just absolutely stupid and chaotic, <laughs> they're probably going to wind up four and eight. Probably. Um, Beating Ole Miss? Yeah. Four and <laughs> <eight>. No. <laughs> Somehow? No, if they're going to. They A&M. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I mean, they could. Yeah. That's what I was saying. A&M, I was like, watch them go down and beat it is A&M. Not, he said that the other day. To say that they're going to beat A&M. Um, I think in terms of Sunbelt play, they should beat Arkansas State. Uh, and I'd say I, Summer Miss and Louisiana, those two games are toss-ups a bit. All right. So what are we saying is their ceiling for the wins then? Uh, five. Five. Five, five is an absolute ceiling. So what like are we the, what are we giving them in general? Three four? Nine. Three and nine? Three I nine. give them four. Four and eight. I take four and eight. I'll say three and nine. We're going to split that one. Okay. All right. Following them, they're in-state rival. They get to play Lu- – or not that – not they get to play. Uh, the Raging Cajuns of Louisiana, they've had an interesting offseason. I know nobody in the portal in this – Yeah, I mean, they managed to keep all their guys. Um, I've heard they're doing quite well down there. Uh, week one, they have Northwestern State um, starting off September 2nd, just like everyone else, before you get the Sun Belt um, – the random Sun Belt Week 2 game against Old Dominion. Um they then get to travel to Birmingham to play UAB before coming back and facing Buffalo on September 23rd at home. Their non-conference games are really spread out here. Then they get to go to Minnesota on September 30th before starting Sunbelt play at home against Texas State and Georgia State um, before they travel on the road to both South Alabama and Arkansas State. And following that, they travel home for a one-game homestand against Southern Miss before traveling to Troy. And following that Troy game, they get to come home and face their in-state rival, uh, UL Monroe. For some reason, on Google, it has LA Monroe. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why it does that. Um, I could see anywhere from six and six to nine and three here. I'm gonna say I mean, seven and seven and five. Let's just meet in the middle. Seven and five. Six I mean, wins or seven wins. You know, losses to say. Is that I gotta say with there, Brennan? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty I generic. Mean, they have a easy non-conference schedule. Yeah, I think I think honestly they start out four and zero until losing to Minnesota, and then they're going to lose to Texas State. Probably are going to beat Georgia State, but I mean I see them. Honestly, Severn Miss could probably beat them. Yeah, I, mean, that's gonna, I, I see. That's going to be the chaotic I see six win. And six. I see six. And I six. see six and six or seven and seven and five. That's fair. I mean, that's very fair. So bowl eligible at least. Yep. Yep. So that's pretty good. Observation yeah. there. All right. One Last. About, oh, go ahead. Sorry. One thing about Louisiana is that he can always rely on them to be well eligible. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. All right. Last team of the West. Everyone's most hated rival here. Our best friends. Our best friends to the north. Troy. Let's Ew. look at their schedule. They get Stephen F. Austin on September 2nd Elf. to open their season at home before traveling to Kansas State uh, on the road. And then there's that random Sunbelt non-conference game there. Or they get to face James Madison at home before rounding out their non-conference. Excuse me, before getting another non-conference game against Western Kentucky at home. Following that, some belt play starts against Georgia State and Arkansas State. Uh, Troy splitting a one and one home and away with those two teams um, before coming home to finally finish off their non-conference schedule on October 14th, where they play a home and home series with Army. 
now that they after they finally get through their very long period out uh non-conference schedule <laughs> they get to play sunbelt teams um finally they get texas state on the road um before they get south alabama at home in the battle of the belt always be an interesting game on november 2nd um before going to ul monroe uh, on November 11th and then getting to come back home for Louisiana on November 18th and rounding out their season in Hattiesburg against Southern Mississippi on November 25th. Um, guys, I know this Troy team, nine and three. they've lost some guys in the portal, but I think they're, I think I'd agree with nine and three. They're very, I think they're still a very solid team. Nine and three or eight and four, I think. Eight and I four. Think, yeah. Nine and three or ten and two. Yeah, nine I mean, and three or ten I think and two. eight and four eight is their like four. bottom. Uh, yeah. Who well, are they losing to? I mean, I think no. I think Western Kentucky has a good chance. Yes, hundred percent. Yeah. 100%. I think they lose to Western Texas Kentucky. State. I think Texas State has a good chance. I think yeah. we well, according have a good to, according to Preston, Stephen F. Austin. Um, no, I did not say that. I no. Here, they're gonna lose to Kansas State. Yes. They're gonna State. lose to Western Kentucky. Yes. And they're gonna lose to um who who else? Texas State. Texas, Texas State. State. And probably Maybe. us. Yeah. Probably. Think, That's always a toss. Listen, I might saying, be a little bit biased, but I think this is our year. And don't forget, uh, they do play going there. They they do play hey, Georgia's well, last hey, time we beat them, we were in yeah, Memorial. We were there. Yeah, they right. do play Georgia State on the road. Now, granted, I know we weren't very high on Georgia State, but like I said, they could be it, a toss up. They it, could it, literally be on the road. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they could they could well, do anything. Georgia State is not a tough place to play. Um, in fact, generally Georgia State does better on the road. We saw them blow out Southern Miss in Hattiesburg. That's true. But at home, they just were not good. So well, they're playing an old baseball stadium. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and they have like a thousand people show yeah. up at most. So who hit the portal for Troy? Uh, for Troy, well, really the only guy of note is going to be Jamontez Woods, yeah. uh, who is a running back who I believe had some playing time last year. I mean, behind um, Woods would have been behind. Uh, What's his name? Vidal um, and Billingsley. Vidal, yeah, Billingsley and Vidal. That's right. Why did I want to say but Vivaldi? But he still probably got <laughs> But that would, um, that would leave only DK, right? Or that yeah. would leave only DK? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they haven't lost a whole lot. I know they lost a lot of their defensive guys to eligibility. Yep. Which, you know, that was their staple last year was their defense. <laughs> and it's it's – Still, John Sumrall, so they're going to find a way they're to have be an unreal defense. But I think yeah. they're going to be a lot more beatable this year, I think. And I think teams that have like creative offensive schemes like Western Kentucky, like Texas State, I think they're going to act like have a much better chance because their secondary is a little bit depleted. It's still going to be very good. But I think, you know, when I you're agree. talking, especially these air raid teams, yeah. you know, for us to beat them, we, we're going to have to pass the ball a lot. So, yeah. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a great game. Is that it? Everyone else, uh, that's the I final that's team of the good. list. So I think that's gonna be all from us. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Jag Nation Radio Show. A quick reminder that the yard sale has been moved to April 29th at Stanky Field. Um, for more content and to interact with us, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Jag Nation Radio. The opinions expressed on this show do not reflect those of the University of South Alabama or the College of Education and Professional Studies. For Davis Bridges, Brendan Nicholson, and Sean McAllister, including myself, Preston Beatty, have a fine rest of your day and go Jags! Thank <laughs> you.